It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Hello and welcome to the Social Snippet Show. This week on Live Lunch, there were a few interesting topics that popped up. Um, lots of laughs and giggles and a little bit of insanity. But there were also a few, we'll call them pearls of wisdom, but definitely some top tips and tactics that you can use in your marketing going forward. Let's have a listen. <laughs> hey, we're live on Facebook. Oh, my that then we've got we've got our branded masks and we were just talking about how um like mine fits really really nicely but obviously I've got a very very big head and what do you call it Jane ear to chin ratio yeah <laughs> because for everyone else they don't fit particularly well but um but yeah look branded face masks another fantastic thing you can find on the new online print shop we're very excited about we had Oh, has Christina oh. gone for everyone? I just no. Oh, no, you're back. Right. You're back. You, you, you froze. <laughs> oh, I thought the funniest joke ever. It's a shame you all missed it. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, welcome to live lunch. And even worse, that's probably the worst start to live lunch we've ever had. Then, if I actually froze mid intro, but. There you go. Joys of technology. Um, so how's everyone doing this week? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. Not I felt like that was really formal. Yeah. Well, I'm very well. <laughs> Best regards, Emily. It has, it has been a bit of a um, crazy, crazy week and I've, I've been like, rah, 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 for like hours on end. And today I'm just like, have you used up used up all your all your energy all my energy all my words mm. you've done a lot of webinars haven't you recently yeah lots of webinars lots lots of talking and sharing i, I want to say sharing my wisdom but i don't know that might be a that might be over egging it a little bit but um yeah sharing some strategies I've, what have I been talking about? I've been talking about the power of um, social advertising and sort of the targeting options there. I've been talking about getting personal online as well. So not personalization, um, but actually how can we allow people to know us on a deeper level? So um, like through our, especially through LinkedIn, there's some really good opportunities there to allow, to allow people in and actually be a little bit vulnerable. So we can talk about that as well. And um, I can't remember what else. <clears throat> oh, I talked about Facebook. Did a webinar yeah. on Facebook on Monday. That seems like so long, so, so long ago now. But like a, a real basic introduction to Facebook. So if you're looking at bringing your business online um, and you want the, the recording of that webinar, then let me know. Um, I'm actually doing another webinar on Monday that is an introduction to Twitter. So if you've always thought that Twitter is something I don't understand, I just don't get it, I don't understand how to, to leverage the platform or what value it has for your business, then again, drop us a message and we can send you the link to register for that webinar as well. <clears throat> but now I'm gonna hand over to one of you lovely lot so you can do the talking, tell me what you've been up to. I'm gonna pick on Jane first. Oh, okay. 
Um, well, as ever, I've been doing lots of advertising <laughs> this week. I've spent my life advertising things. Um, but, you know, it's 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 been interesting because, as we've said in previous um, shows, that, uh, you know, shopping is getting huge. So your advertising is getting harder and harder in that sense because there's a lot of competition. Um, but just on the subject of, of shopping, so I've been reading today that WhatsApp are bringing out a shopping button in their platform, which I thought was quite unusual. Um, but it just shows the sort of difference that's happening at the minute with everyone being at home and everything going online a lot more is that every platform seems to be bringing out shop here, shop there, brand your goods here and show them to everybody in the middle of whatever they're doing. And it's just really interesting to see who's jumping on the bandwagon and in places that you sort of wouldn't really expect. I mean, to me, WhatsApp's not really a place I think to go to shop, but there you go. And they're, they're actually replacing the voice call button with the shop button. Um, they're keeping the their voice call button, but it's moving somewhere else because they want shopping to be pride of place. So it's just a really interesting trend. I wonder if that will put people off <coughs> as a messaging. So, so how would it how would it fit in? So you would see the ads somewhere through your stream of chats. How how do I how I can't visualize it? I'm not entirely sure because I haven't seen it in person, but it said something about it was going to put a button there, but you didn't have to go to a brand's page to see all their items. Um, you would just sort of click this button and, and I don't know, maybe put search things in it because I don't have it. I, I obviously can't really look what it looks mm. like. But, um, I don't think there were any screenshots in the article. It just sort of said it was rolling out soon. So I think it's obviously WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Mm. I've seen the development of shops within the, the Facebook platform and sort of the changes we're currently seeing and waiting on now um, within Facebook pages themselves and, and the shop functionality there. So if you are if you have a a business in your contacts that that is on WhatsApp and it and everything's hooked up. So as the business owner, I've got my Facebook page, my Instagram account, my WhatsApp they're all connected within business manager and the shops within there as well. So I should be able to click on shop and then I will be able to see, you know, products from those businesses that are in my contacts anyway, but I also think it will then get served ads within that too. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder when it is they're going to be launching that. Cause you would have thought they would do it sooner rather than later in the one up to Christmas. Mm. It's rolling out very soon, to be honest. The, the thing is, there's a lot of stuff like this that was, I think it was already on the roadmap. They're already looking at developing it all. But then with, you know, all the changes that have happened within the e-commerce world, the real kind of the, the trends, the push on that, it's like everything else. It, it's everything needs to be processed that much quicker and, and the work needs to be done quicker and they're trying to get it out there. So I think they've sort of brought a lot of it sort of into the forefront in terms of what they were working on. So it's just a case of what, when they're able to release it. Guarantee when they do, it's glitchy as hell and it causes <laughs> us no end of problems within Facebook, and within Instagram as well. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping actually that it doesn't roll out till after Christmas do you imagine if it rolls out in two weeks' time, but it's full of bugs, you're going to have all these people trying to buy from you that are getting frustrated because, you know, the product won't load or they can't check out or you're trying to update products because something's out of stock and the update's not taking because there's a glitch in the system and, you know, all that frustration basically three weeks before Christmas 
at a peak selling time would just be a nightmare, just mm. be a nightmare. And as much as I have every faith that face, you know, that, that when it rolls out, it will be wonderful. Um, yeah, that there's just there's always headaches along the way. There's always bumps in the road. So I am hoping they wait till kind of like, you know, early mid January before they do roll it out for that reason. Mm. I think, like you said, they'll probably well, I imagine they probably will try to rush it for, purely for obviously the, the money side of things. But it's maybe not necessarily actually the best thing to do mm. especially now we're we're almost at Christmas Mark will be pleased to hear <laughs> well, we were talking about milestones weren't we like dates between now and is it's is it Black Friday next week week yeah, yeah. yeah. although it's yeah. it's very really confusing because a lot of places now do sort of black like two, two weeks, weeks or black yeah. november or something yeah. don't they but they, the official yeah. the official black friday and then is next friday and then cyber monday is the following monday after that isn't it i think yeah so which then makes so it's two weeks to a small business saturday yeah. well two weeks on saturday to a small business saturday and what did i just say before we came on? i think it's five weeks today is christmas eve yes yeah. mark and i don't know because you started talking about christmas and we just learned <laughs> out <laughs> we are talking about it from a business and planning point of view though so you know it's not just kind of a hooray it's Christmas although I think a lot of people are going to be glad to get to Christmas for hopefully a bit of a rest see the back end of this year and and start afresh in 2021 but um but yeah so it's, it's not long it's really not long to, yeah, to get your plans in place it's this time of year we're going out to all of our clients and uh, well the ones that it's relevant to and basically saying okay so what day is your office closing and how many days before that it you know we work with a lot of recruiters so it's like okay what day is your office closing what day do people's timesheets need to be in how much notice do you need to give them and where can we put a reminder in between so that they know that's the case? Or, you know, for um, online clients, that kind of thing, um, just like e online sales, e-commerce clients, it's kind of like, when's your last delivery date? So we need to put these messages out at this point so people don't miss those delivery dates. And actually, if we're going to put, if you're going to put an offer out, is there an offer you want to put, like a pre-offer you want to put out to um, existing people to, you know, create a bit of, um, you know, reward loyalty, that that kind of thing. So this is now, usually it's a really, really crazy six weeks for us in terms of that kind of lead up to Christmas from a marketing perspective. But I think we've got the structure down to a T. I think we have. <laughs> she says, don't say it too loud. You know, when you kind of go, everything just seems to be running okay at the moment. <laughs> It's yeah, it's all a bit strange, isn't it? All mm. a bit strange. So, Mark, you're very quiet as always. Oh, yeah. What have you got to share? How's the, how's the online print shop going? Uh, yeah, obviously been working on that again this week. So, from from our point of view, just creating more pages and content and things around that. So, obviously, like anything, when it's brand new, it's a slow burn. Obviously, we'll be sharing things on our own social platforms and hopefully we'll even have some of our own Black Friday deals next week. So keep a lookout for those. 
but we we won't uh, we might have a black friday week so maybe monday we'll we'll, oh, we'll get some stuff out there so uh we'll we're see we're the extended black friday trend aren't we mm. yeah got, got to, <laughs> got jump. we've got to jump on the bandwagon now <laughs> So it's, a, it's, it's a good thing to actually just because we've launched it though it's a good thing just to get some some interest on there um and get some bits and bobs through there so that's good i think that's through anytime you launch a new service it's kind of people put a lot of effort behind the launch and it's like the day it goes live we're going to do this we're going to do that there's gonna be that pr statement and you're kind of like 48 hours later and you've launched and you've exhausted all the content already yeah tumbleweeds yeah absolutely so it's like it's so important to like pick your launch timing so that you know you've got a almost like a stream of things that are going to happen over the following weeks and months that you can really kind of just keep extend that launch marketing you know it, it, it more opportunities to get those messages out whilst it is something that's new have you ever seen a bit of marketing and they're talking about their new service and you're thinking that's been up and running for a year now <laughs> yeah it's uh, you have to be from a from a content writer point of view so if i'm writing blogs or news pieces that go on someone's website if you're writing oh we launched it this month or you put timings in there yeah i'm quite mindful about making sure that that will still be relevant when somebody shares it so rather than saying yeah this week or whatever it's it's kind of you put you know you put something in that if someone reads it in two months time it makes sense to them because mm. chances are if they use that bit of content and they put it in some kind of queue for their social media it'll still be out there people will still be reading it so so yeah you're right people still kind of go yeah just launch this month no it wasn't it's 2018 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's you know we've this year it was um it's well it is green umbrellas 10th year so you know we did loads of branding things and you know mark did a version of the logo with the 10th anniversary on and you know we've got the date in the diary where all of that gets changed again so that that 10th anniversary comes off because as soon as it hits the first of january we're no longer in our 10th year and mm. it's amazing how many things you do from a branding perspective that then just end up hanging around if you don't like when you put something in place if it's something that is going to be temporary part of putting it in place is making sure you schedule a point for it to you know to end as well i don't know if anyone noticed them but jane's dog barked and um, if, if you are watching this live rather than like listening to the recording on the podcast there's this second on screen where jane's face just went into that like instant frustration like i'm gonna kill it <laughs> because my plumber just turned up to service the bottle there. I was going to just run out and let him in. And the dog barked, sorry. No, it's always, this always happens to Jane. Wasn't it the bin then a couple of weeks ago? And the road works, digging up the road. She's yeah. got neither quick skills though. You were straight on the mm -hmm. mute button. Fast his finger first. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive, to be fair. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so um, Amanda, I know you've got a couple of things that you, you want to talk about as well, but just before we dive into that, um, so what have we seen this week that is new on social? I think, Emily, you might have something Instagram related. TikTok. Close. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I assumed you talk it's about normally, the. I know, it's normally Instagram, to be fair. So, nine times out of 10, that would have been right. But TikTok. So, I saw this morning uh, that TikTok have put in uh, a lot more sort of parental controls for children. So, I didn't realize when I was looking at the stats that I think it is a third of their users are under the age of 14, apparently. Uh, which shocked me. I didn't. I didn't know that at all. Um, and it basically was saying. So I've got the article here as well because obviously I've only just seen it. But it's basically saying they launched a, a family pairing um, sort of a feature back in August. Um, so parents can link their TikTok account to their teens in order to access a range of content and privacy settings. Um, but it's now taken that a step further, uh, which I think is is good to be honest. So. Um, now they have controls around search, so parents will be able to set restrictions on what their child can search for in the app. Um, comments, parents will be able to dictate who can comment on their child's videos. Um, discoverability, uh, parents will be able to switch their child's account to private. Um, and liked videos, parents will be able to control whether others can see the videos that their child has liked. Um, so personally, I think that's a really good move. Obviously, I don't have children or anything, but I think if my child was using TikTok, I definitely would want that level of control over it. I think it's slow that it's taken them this long to do it, but I think it's good that, that they have done it now. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's quite interesting. Um, I think it's good. I think it will make parents, I think one of the, the points that it was making in the article is that, especially now with second lockdown, Obviously, people are trying to keep their children entertained, but there's only a certain amount of things that you can do with them. And quite often they might sit there on their phone looking at TikTok. So it's good to be able to have that control now that they're using it more than they possibly were before the second lockdown. Absolutely. Do you know, I um, I, th I think... So, you know, I have this thing about, you know, the, the kids jump onto the social media platform that comes into play. The responsible adult jumps over to, to you know, basically snoop on them and then the marketers follow. And now we're in this situation where the kids go, then the marketers go. And, you know, as parents, stroke responsible, stroke irresponsible adults, sometimes we're a bit slow to catch up. Um and a lot of the platforms that like they came into play and they've not really done anything to market themselves to an older audience. Whereas TikTok is quite interesting in that it's, it's kind of not wasted time in terms of bringing in these controls. And I think that's something we've seen on a lot of the other social media platforms when the, the younger kids have gotten on there, parents are allowing them to use a platform they don't know how to use themselves. So therefore, policing it is very, um, I want to say retrospective. I don't know if that's the right word, really. But it, it's kind of like, you know, the issues happen and then the parents are dealing with it rather than having that yeah. foresight. Hmm. You, know, it, and, you know, if we think about, I mean, horrendous stories we've seen in previous years of sort of the cyber bullying stuff, you know, messages backwards and forwards on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's been... You know, suicide attempts and and loss of life and you know and and it kind of it's all about these behaviors of inexperienced kids using these platforms and the blame is always put on the platforms where actually most of the time it's because they haven't been policed in any way you know well tiktok like i say it's very quickly it's brought in these measures the other thing it's done i don't know if you noticed um so <coughs> 
been I've been trying really hard not to work in the evening. So I've been catching up on some stuff that's on the sky box and the rest of it. And in the ads, have you seen the learn on TikTok ads appearing? I know most people kind of fast forward through them. Um, but have you have you seen it? I haven't no, seen no. it. No. Was that learn on TikTok? Learn on TikTok. Yeah. So okay. basically, uh, it's about two weeks ago, a week, two weeks ago. I don't know where the time's going. So they had they've introduced the hashtag learn on TikTok, and what they're actually TikTok are actively trying to find people that want to put essentially tutorials onto TikTok, create educational content on the platform. So, you know, again, it's if you think about it as an initiative, it's going to draw in a certain type of user. If you think about where the placement is from the the advertising on Sky, you know, I haven't seen, you know, the, the stuff I'm watching is not the kind of stuff that's played at four o'clock in the afternoon when the kids have come home from school. So, you know, if you if you think about what, yeah, that made it sound like I was watching porn then, didn't it? <laughs> it's this point in the week where I don't have a point in the day where I get tired I'm like all cylinders and then Thursday afternoon my energy level and my brain just like just hits the deck so um yeah I'm yeah we probably should never have done this on a Thursday lunchtime thinking about it but there you go um so yeah for the record I don't watch porn <laughs> Excellent. Very glad you clarified. Oh my god. Jane, are you time stamping this so that that can be a snippet? It can be that that bit of the video can just be taken out and then that that can just be shared. Just before we went live, I said, guys, someone else is gonna have to run the show today because I really will get myself in trouble. And everyone's like, Yeah, yeah, Christina. I'm like, I didn't lie, did not lie. Um yeah, okay. So, so yeah, like I said, the, the TikTok thing's really interesting. Um, and like I said, just their overall marketing and the strategies they're putting in to try and speed up that gathering of an of a adult audience. Um, that's, that's fantastic. Big thank you to Paul Green, who's there on Facebook in the comments, just helping me get myself out of my awkward situation there. Thanks for that. Um, Paul actually put something in the comments as well that I will bring up on screen. Um, so, yeah, Twitter's introduced fleets. That was announced a couple of days ago. You're looking at five very frustrated people on the screen because none of us have fleets in our Twitter app just yet, which is really, really frustrating. If you don't know, tweet, um, sorry, fleets is basically Twitter's equivalent of stories. Mm. So... They are a little bit behind the times, if I'm honest. If you think we like, we've even got stories on LinkedIn now. So come on, Twitter, like, you know, yeah. let's get it together. Um, I think as it does come out, it'll be interesting to see how it's used on there. Um, I imagine, do you know, I can't even remember what it's called. What was the Twitter thing called previously where um, you could create a category of tweets what was it called, Jane? You must remember. Moments. Moments, yes. Mm -hmm. Twitter moments. So I do wonder if it will, it'll end up getting used in a similar way to that. So we'll end up with fleets around a trending topic. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of see that's how, from a Twitter perspective, how that will roll out. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, like I say, until until we can can see it and and use it firsthand and have a bit of a play, um, it's really hard to say. I quite liked moments on Twitter. It was a good way of finding content as well. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, so that yeah, that's cool. We've had an interesting a couple of um, comments. So I'm just going to bring this one up about TikTok. I love TikTok. Watching people making tables from wood and epoxy resin, I can sit there and waste hours. Do you know what? I know exactly what you mean. It it's like spending 30 minutes on TikTok on a Saturday evening. It's it's like it's it's one of my guilty pleasures now. You know, like everyone's got that program that they watch that they don't actually want people to to know that they view. And there is a. Um, are, are you talking about rude stuff again? <laughs> wow. Um, but um, they. Oh, you've really put me on. Yeah, you were talking about spending Saturday nights on TikTok. It's your guilty um, pleasure. So in my, right. So in my household, I, I'm always the last one up. So like my husband goes to like my daughter goes to bed, my husband goes to bed, and I'm just like, okay, what am I? And I'm not really watching anything at the minute because um, I, I need my beauty sleep. So I've literally like at night I've just been because I've been, you know researching the platform of course, but then it is kind of like you just end up spending like 20 minutes just flicking through, just watching all these stupid videos. It's like it, it's such a waste of your time, mm. but it's so fulfilling as well. But there's like, I, I'm I'm sat there like really really like you know can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard at some of the stuff that's on there. Um, but there, there's some there's there is some interesting content on there as well as all like the silly the prank stuff and the yeah. da you know, the dances the kids are doing and that kind of thing. There is actually some interesting content on there as well, especially um, sales marketing kind of related content so a lot of people are like repurposing what they've been putting into stories and using that into um developing that into tiktok content so it's interesting for me to see that moving content going the other way we've seen a lot of people create stuff on tiktok and then share it into stories on instagram now it's going the other way it's quite interesting um Paul's just put in the comments here on Facebook again about fleets so yeah what happened basically um Twitter put fleets out there and it just got rammed just absolutely like everyone trying to use it and it essentially they, they've had to sort of uh, take it down again which kind of ties in with what we were saying earlier with all these social media platforms it kind of launches doesn't quite work they have to fix the bugs. And sometimes it's like we're giving something, it's taken away. We're giving it, it's taken away. So, yeah, until we all get it, it's um, it's tough to know what the what the crack's going to be there. Cool. So, Amanda, you've got, you've, got a bit of a, um, you've got something we can deep dive on today, haven't you? Yeah. So I am fully embracing my Data Davis uh, moniker today. Um, so I've been getting into all the, uh, you know, upcoming trends for 2021. So now is about the time that the the big social media platforms. So Hootsuite was, um, I was on their webinar this morning where they're presenting their research, which has been gathered over the last few months from like 11,000 plus marketers. I've just seen an email pop up from uh, Global Web Index, who are a great source for data and research. Um 
they've got one coming up. So, um, but funny, before I dive into that, I must just say that comment you shared from Robert about going on TikTok and using it to look at uh, watching people make tables from wood. I've got a call with a prospect this afternoon who is uh, a woodworker. So they make Ooh. oak things. So, um, you know, I was talking about how that's the sort of thing people will really engage with. It's really visual content. So, um, so yes, I will. I'll keep that in mind. So, very, very timely comment. But um, going back to the data and trends for next year, there was some really good stuff actually that came out of the the uh, the Hootsuite webinar. So, um, they were looking at you know which social platforms are you know tending to be most used. Um, Facebook is still far and away the biggest overall, but naturally it depends on sector. Um, but one thing that I found, well, one of many things I found quite interesting was 60% of businesses that were surveyed, and this was quite a large sample, as I said, so there's 11,000 people, um, marketers surveyed, 60% of businesses plan to increase their investment with Instagram next year, which I thought was, was high. Yeah, so even, even from a B2B point of view, um, I guess, because you know, they can't all be consumer businesses that are in there. So I, I thought that was a, an interesting stat. So, so um, one of the one of the drivers for that is um, I was reading. In fact, I'm half. It's like a 170 page report. I'm only about halfway through reading it. But um, it's basically like 200 marketing voices from across across the globe. And they're kind of saying, like, you know, what are your objectives for next year from a marketing perspective and, and stuff like that? And the biggest objective there, it's just about building brand. It's not about lead generation. It's like it, it is. We need the we need brand recognition. Mm. I think that ties into there's so many businesses that we're talking to, and bearing in mind that you know most of our clients are like 30 employees and under. The 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 majority of those being probably that kind of like five to ten employees bracket mm. and everyone is like how do we make sure that people know we're still here you know and, and I think that very much it doesn't matter how big or small your business is in 2021 it's going to be people need to know that we're alive and kicking yeah absolutely and you know one of the things they they talked quite heavily about um, during this this uh, webinar was how you know e-commerce is is here to stay and you know a lot of brands have had to reimagine kind of reinvent how they've done things this year um, and again a lot of that is probably going to stay as well so you know they were talking about big beauty brands like Clarins you know there's a sort of they often rely on the kind of passerby um, footfall in department stores you know they're not getting any of that uh, so they still we won't use the the p word for, for pivoted they pivoted but they reimagined recreated um what they were doing this year by doing things like online video tutorials so um so yeah and that's worked really well for them and it's probably that's the sort of habits that are going to be here to stay um you know one thing interestingly you talked about christine that, that most brands are saying they they want brand awareness they want to be seen and and make sure people recognize them um, in their survey, they noticed that customer experience had fallen down the list because a lot of it was about brand awareness, um, driving traffic, that kind of thing, um, that people had prioritised that over potentially customer experience. So that's a little bit worrying 
you know that's still really important because let's face it customers aren't really getting any experience at the moment it's everything's quite transactional go here buy this so <clears throat> again like you said with your presentation earlier this week you know we we brands we're not getting a chance to show much personality and get really personal in what we're doing so i think the ones that will show success next year are those that are showing up those that are showing some personality um, and allowing customers to you know to take it a bit step a step further than just being transactional mm. the engagement piece is so is it's always been important but so mm. many people are realizing it now mm. so there's engagement in terms of your outreach but there's also engagement in terms of allowing you know giving people that opportunity to engage with you mm. and saying you know giving someone the opportunity to engage with you and creating a way of um, someone, you know, creating a strategy for user-generated content are two separate things. If mm. I if, if, if I send you a green umbrella face mask and tell you to, po you know, post a photo and use the hashtag whilst you wear it, that's not actually giving you an opportunity to engage with me. You know, that's giving you an opportunity to create some content that I can go and do something else with. Mm. And and I think this is the it's a subtle difference. It really, really is. Actually, if we put something out there and we ask for opinion, we, we ask for people to give us their voices essentially, that's allowing them to engage with us. Mm. And we just even you know, green umbrella, actually, you know, we're bad at it too. But this, you know, this is one of the shifts we're seeing. We, we've got we've all got to start thinking differently about how we can allow people to engage with us how we can invite them to do it the and again that ties in beautifully to what they were saying in that you know actually a lot of um social media users it's very passive you know previously when it was all quite new people would they'd share things tag people in and whilst that does still happen the majority of our behavior online is quite we'll just scroll through we might pause and dwell on something but apparently the average Facebook user only shares one piece of content a month. So it's got to be something pretty darn amazing for us to click the share button or the retweet button. So, you know, again, I thought that was really fascinating. So by trying to force engagement, so if you're kind of, you know, just doing a poll that's like, do you like milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Or tell us what you're doing this weekend when it's completely irrelevant people they, they've cottoned on to that they don't want to engage with that they go on there just for a bit of mind-numbing passive scrolling um so if your brand if your strategy is about engagement you have to think quite carefully about how you're going to do that rather than trying to you know just jam it in at the expense of actually you know getting some sales and getting some some kudos around it yeah and you know it's don't don't think what am i going to give people to engage with mm. think about who am I going to give people to engage with? Ooh. You know, and again, it's like, it's that, I guarantee whether you're a client of ours or not, if you look at your social media content, pick a platform, your best performing, your worst performing. If you look at your, like the best post you've, you've done in 2020, I guarantee there will be pictures of people in your team in that video in that post in that you know it, it will be a um you know maybe it's a static image and you've got a quote and there's one of you you know and it, it's like you know it's you know we've quoted mark and there's a photo of mark next to it actually people go oh yeah that's mark oh yeah like hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know oh it's emily comment you know it, it's like we it is we're, we're all building these personal relationships there are there's people what that watch this this video you know this live stream video that we've never met in person and probably never will do you know and it's like for them it's passive content but the reason that they've they've stopped to watch it even if it's only for a few seconds is that there's no stock photo here it's real people and you know and they dive in and they have a look and you know there's people like you know it, it's different for for me and Amanda because we're we're talking to people all the time because of the nature of our roles within the business um Jane in your role you don't get to talk to people so often it's all email communication you're this kind of you know it's nice we do this because people know you're real (laughs) Jane actually exists um and yet people feel like they know you because they've seen snippets of this and they don't have to watch the whole thing or listen to the whole thing they just tune in for three or four minutes at a time and actually they go oh yeah you know, if I do an email and I'm introducing Mark or introducing Emily, people kind of get that feel that they know. People know that we do this every week. And so actually, if they haven't watched it and now I'm introducing Mark on an email, they'll go and watch it. Mm. And it and it's it's amazing. It is amazing how many people reference the live lunches. And the you know, and it's like and they 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 Amanda, am I lying? They talk like they've met these guys, right? Yeah. It, it's it's bizarre. It's really bizarre. And mm. you know, what's worse is they all think you're nice. We are wonderful. What was it Mark said to me yesterday? So, um, oh, that was it. So we've got a new mediator, Mary, and she'd commented, we have a, a private group on Facebook, and she'd commented saying how I'd been really helpful and really kind. And then Mark called me and said, who is this Emily that Mary's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't believe you said that, so rude. <laughs> I was just confused. <laughs> so, Amanda, what else? Was there anything on there about being agile next year? I, I think that's going to be a massive trend that you that we, marketers have got to remain agile. I think we'll all be working on a much shorter term. We'll be planning short term campaigns rather mm. than longer campaigns. They didn't use the term agile, but um, they did talk about so the kind of one of the headlines of the trends was silence is golden. So they're saying that brands are learning to just sit back and listen for a minute or, you know, longer than a minute, rather than this. And we've talked about it on here before, bandwagonitis, you know. So when it's some of the the big political movements, like whether it's Pride, Black Lives Matter uh, or anything else going on in the ether, um, you get brands that just kind of try and hijack the conversation and get involved. They're saying actually the smarter brands are those who are, yeah, maybe not, maybe so being responsive rather than trying to drive the conversation to their own agenda. So you're right. I says agile wasn't the word they used, but it was kind of a maybe being and showing some emotional intelligence, maybe to show, okay, this is the conversation. We will get involved at an appropriate time rather than. Hey, we're here. We're just going to put the hashtag on there and put a flag on our logo or something like that. It's kind of a we can contribute 
Um, you know, because again, a lot of people are saying they, they don't they don't want their news streams hijacked by brands with you know tokenism. So, and the, the smarter brands will have cottoned onto that. So, hopefully, we'll be seeing more, uh, you know, more well thought through tactics in twenty twenty one. Although I did think this morning because it, it's International Men's Day today. It is. And I, I did think this morning, like, we should put a photo, you know, like, like, do something and just say, you know, Mark, thanks for putting up with us. But um, but then all the photos of Mark in my camera roll, like, like they, they all make him look a little bit like, you know, he's not quite right. So... Um, <laughs> It's Mark's, but it's Mark's fault. I'm the same because he this is saving you here, Christina. Mark always steals people's phones and takes silly photographs of him himself. So it's his own fault. We can't at the minute though. That, that's the one oh, thing I've yeah, missed okay. about not being in the office. Stealing, Stealing people's phone. phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just yeah, on that note, Mark, thank you for putting up with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I always say to Emily on an email in big capital letters, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda, was there anything on there that you thought was like controversial or you didn't agree with or that you thought was like, yeah, you're just plain wrong? Um, I don't think there was actually. It was all all pretty well thought through. Um, yeah, I mean, at the risk of, of kind of you know being vanilla and going along with it, it it, it was you know it was good, good content. I was furiously writing notes down. Um, you know, the, like you said, the, the full document is is quite meaty. I haven't read it all, um, so they were presenting the highlights. Um, you know, it, it is hard to be you know they'll say Facebook far and away the biggest uh, platform but if you're selling tech or cyber security you know sometimes your audience is just not going to be there so it wasn't so much controversial it's just making sure that people understand that as with any data there's always a story behind it yeah I, th I think this is the thing there's um I've had a couple of conversations a couple of conversations yesterday actually it's not even over the course of the week literally yesterday for business owners for marketers there is so much information out there about what you should do what you could do what you need to do next and you it, it's not um it's not that it's paralyzing it's just that you end up trying to do everything and mm you move forward in such slow, heavy steps. And actually, if you strip it, or if you just do the first thing and, and polish that, and then layer on the second thing, and then layer on the third thing, so that from the ground up, what you're building is a really, really solid marketing strategy. Um, and, you know, and implementing that strategy at every step in a, in a really, in a really solid, secure way, all your, found, your foundations are just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger mm. so that when you do try something new it's easier to implement it's quicker to implement you can see whether it's making a difference to your results you, you can push it forward I think that there's just so much noise out there and um and, and agencies you know that I, I spoke to I spoke one of the guys I spoke to yesterday 
they're, they're talking to talking about working with us and outsourcing their social media to us. They're talking to another agency as well. And this other agency is saying, yeah, you need to do Facebook, you need to do Instagram. And the conversation I've had with this, this particular client, I'm like, you definitely don't need Instagram. And the difference is between, you know, the, 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 the mugs that we have in the office from Susan Rose China, they're personalized, they're English, English bone China, the, you know, it, it, these were kind of like bespoke for us. So they are like 25, 30 pounds a mug. Okay, something at that price point. Yes, you can sell something like that through Facebook, through Instagram. If you're trying to sell a service that actually costs 10, 15 grand, mm. you're not going to sell that in the same place. You know, you, you're not you're not going to rock up at a car. It's the equivalent of rocking up at a car boot sale and trying to sell something for thousands of pounds. You know, a car boot sale, you'll sell something for 50p. Mm. And it, it's just like people just kind of they forget that it's like it's like there's a it's, there's something in the mentality that people forget. You know, and there are just because you're comfortable on Facebook, just because you absolutely love Instagram doesn't mean that's the best place for you to sell stuff. Mm. And there's fear, as you, as you say, but that kind of overwhelm. It's kind of, oh, everybody's doing it. I, everyone says I must be here. Yeah. It's like, if that's not where your clients are, don't bother. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's just madness. Just madness. Mm. I, I talk all the time about, you know, your objectives being really, really clear and what you want out of that social media platform. And, um, you know, and, and I think it is, we, we just get carried away. To go back to the e-commerce thing, the, the, the thing that I've been reading about the, what the research is showing, from an e-commerce perspective, brands are looking at multiple platforms because they know their consumers want to talk to them across different platforms and they need to be able to be there to offer that customer service afterwards. So it's like the social, instead of it, instead of their social strategy being around social selling, it's actually like, how do we support our customers? And they're looking at different channels just so that, you know, we'll pick on Emily because we, you know, we, we know she likes to buy online. Um, she likes a good trending product. Um, but, you know, it, Emily's poison of choice, if you like, is Instagram. Well, if Emily wants to send, a, you know, she's got a complaint about the package that's just been delivered. She wants to send a message to that brand. And for her, Instagram's the first place she wants to go. So, you know, it's kind of the, some of these brands are like looking at this multi-channel presence purely from that perspective. And they're not looking at it to sell. But if you are, um, so like Mark, one of one of our clients that you do a lot of work with is Steph at um, uh, Scruffy Dog Silver. If I said that, is it is it Silver? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I panic, I've said the wrong name. Um, but, you know, for, for Steph, who is, she's a local business, the idea of being on all these channels will just be overwhelming. That You know, the time suck on that is is crazy. And yet, all the con you know the content out there, I think, in quarter one next year, when it comes to that type of business, will be you've got to be everywhere. But they'll miss out that bit in the communication that says why you need to be everywhere. And as a business owner, it's so easy to just like everyone's telling me to do this, I need to do this. Well, actually, maybe no, you don't. Have I blathered on again? No. Have I gone off on one again? <laughs> 
<laughs> so you just pulled it all together yeah. nicely. Great conclusion, I think. Excellent. <laughs> so what else have we got, guys? What's what's going on? Anything that we need to share before we wrap up for this lunchtime? I don't think so. No. It's all groovy. It's all busy. Yeah. We're, all, we're all cracking on. We're all having fun. Yeah. We're all excited <laughs> with our branded face masks. Yes, yeah, so I still don't have mine. I'm a bit upset about it. Oh, hopefully, to be fair, I might have it in the post box. I haven't checked it today. So I might. Because yeah. oh, I do get a bit yeah, FOMO. I've got FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, they are quite big, but they're nice quality. Of course. <laughs> Well, obviously, Mark, obviously, we don't expect the numbers out. Fab. Okie Well, um, I feel like this particular episode of Live Lunch was a little bit odd. I, I'm, I'm like on a different plane today, so I apologise for that. I've only completely embarrassed myself once, though, which is pretty good going, I think. But I think, um, we, I think we can leverage that, though, to make it more yeah maybe. um but we're gonna wrap up there like i say thanks for tuning in we'll be back thursday at 12 noon for the green umbrella live lunch with a guest yes so next I, didn't, I didn't need to be reminded but it was quite handy that amanda just like waved and pointed then um but yeah glenn southam isn't it joining us next week absolutely yeah so lovely glenn uh him of the lonely marketers uh, community two ends marketing um so i was a guest on his podcast uh so guest last week it was out on monday so if anyone feels like a listen then do um but yeah he'll be he'll be with us next week to share well all sorts really so yeah it would be really good to have him on excellent fab so we'll all wave and say goodbye and emily can take her screenshot we'll smile sweetly and we will see you <laughs> next week bye for now bye, bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!